Hi, hello and welcome. This is the Zonecast, where we interview emerging Canadian professionals, entrepreneurs and academics. And today we have with us on the show, uh, Saad Uddin. He is the founder and CEO of Native Touch. Uh, hi, Saad. How are you? Welcome to the show. Hey, man. I'm doing good. Thank you. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. So I want to start by talking about your uh, background. Uh, can you tell us about your professional and personal background? Sure. Um, yeah, I'm born and raised in Montreal. Um, and uh, yeah, I spent most of my life there. I uh, went to school there as well. And um, started this business with my wife uh, almost 10 years ago now. Um, out of Montreal, moved out, we both moved out to Toronto um, for um, to, to be closer to some of the major agencies and, and, and clients out here in Toronto. Um, and yeah, we've been operating the business uh, since then. Um, we're focused on mobile advertising. Uh, the organization itself is uh, bootstrapped. Um, so had some, some funds come in from, from a previous venture uh, before we started this business. And those funds were used to fund this business. Um, and, um, yeah, uh, today we have, uh, people, uh, pretty much across Canada. Uh, we are focused on the Canadian market. Uh, we help, um, marketers, uh, use, uh, data, uh, mobile creative, um, and, uh, to form our entire, uh, to, to better reach the consumers, um, that they're looking for on their mobile devices. Uh -huh. Um, perfect. So can you... Uh, tell us about Native Touch, more about Native Touch and how the idea came about. Yeah, sure. Um, I had been uh, managing my own publisher network, so a number of websites in the automotive niche, working with different uh, aggregators or, or what was called at the time ad networks um, to monetize the ad space that we had available. And my wife was working at uh, an actual um, ad network, so they were working with publishers to help them monetize their ad space. Um, and the idea was that you had these traditional ad networks that were focused on monetizing websites on desktops, and that was going to evolve to mobile devices um, and uh, mobile apps specifically. So the goal initially was to build an ad network for uh, mobile apps, where mobile apps can be a part of this ad network, um, and we would turn around and sell this ad space to uh, uh, marketers across Canada. The business itself, uh, that's how it started and then eventually evolved towards more of a demand side platform or a programmatic buying platform, um, and became less about the um, context of the actual app and more about user context. Um, where the user is going in the physical world, so using location data, um, what the user does on their device, so what apps um, they're using on a, on a regular basis. Um, and that's where we're at today from a um, targeting and platform perspective. To complete the solution, we also offer um, mobile uh, creative services. This allows uh, marketers to adapt or build creative specifically for the mobile experience. If you think of a marketer, they're building uh, creative or, or ads, ultimately, or banners um, for multiple environments, ranging from TV to out of home to desktop and so on. Um, specialization in on the mobile device or uh, with, with mobile operating systems allows us to really uh, unlock the opportunities of what you can do on, on the mobile device specifically. 
Um, and then finally, using the same data I spoke about a little earlier, uh, we are able to offer measurement solutions as well. So after someone sees an ad and interacts with the ad, um, what are they doing? Are they visiting your location? Are they visiting your competitor's location? Um, so that type of measurement is also something that we enable through our overall solution. Mm -hmm. So just to clarify, uh, you, you're actually building custom mobile apps for various brands and you're building these apps from scratch. Oh, sorry. Yeah. So um, it's not mobile apps. It's mobile ads. Um, so, so advertisements. Oh. Um, okay. And most of our clients have their own uh, creative teams internally or externally um, that are building more cross-environment ads. Um, what we do is we work with those creative teams and focus on adapting them for, for mobile environments. Uh, we don't do any uh, app, uh, application development at all. Okay. So your clients already have their own mobile apps uh, and they're and you're helping them build ads for those apps. Um, so that, that's we did a lot of that, I guess, uh, a few years ago when brands were very interested in and investing in building their own applications. Um, mm -hmm. Then there was a pretty big drop off from that perspective where brands realized that the mobile experience wasn't specific to mobile applications and they really just need to adapt their websites and their web experiences to mobile devices. So today, a lot of what we do is we help marketers reach their consumers on their mobile devices, um, but we're not necessarily promoting their respective applications. We're, we're promoting a product or a service which, can, which, which the consumers can learn about on the brand's uh, mobile optimized web page or, or whatever environment that the brand has available. Okay, so the, the, the brand has their own websites, whether it's uh, PC optimized or mobile optimized and you will help them create ads which they can place on those mobile optimized websites. That's right. Okay, okay, that's pretty interesting. And uh, you focus on a lot of verticals that I see on your website. There's alcohol, QSR, retail, telecom, uh, automobile, entertainment. So you're, you're, uh, you're involved in uh, multiple verticals. That's right, um, because the data that we have available allows us to, uh, one, the scale of it, and then second, the various applications of what location or what device attributes can tell you about the consumer can be adapted to and applied to a various different uh, um, marketer use cases. So if you think about location in particular, um, an alcohol company might want to reach people who are going to the beach in the summer. Um, or who are going to bars and so on. Uh, and that same data can be used to target someone, um, for example, who is uh, a marketer that is trying to promote a home improvements uh, a retailer. Um, for example, if you see users going to um, open houses, uh, if you see um, users going to your competitors' locations, that could be an indicator of what type of a consumer they are. So the data, as long as you're creative with it, can be applied to a variety of different uh, marketer segments. Mm -hmm. That's uh, pretty interesting. Um, I see on your website uh, two particular features. One is uh, customized messaging via cutting edge design and a 360 tracking technology. Uh, can you elaborate more on that? Yeah, so the design part of it is going back to earlier what we were talking about um, is where we assist our clients in adapting their their creative for mobile devices. 
um, because once again, you can do a lot more on the mobile device that you can't do on an out-of-home ad or a billboard ad um, or on a user's desktop. So that's where we get involved. We work hand-in-hand with our clients' uh, creative teams um, to do that adaptation um, and, and custom programming where necessary. The 360-degree tracking solution um, ultimately is really leveraging what our users doing in the physical world uh, to track the user behavior uh, from an attribution perspective. So post, post ad exposure, what are they doing in the physical world? Um, at the same time, drive insights uh, into what types of audiences you may see performing or not performing. So you may have assumed that people who um, go to uh, dog parks are more likely to visit your uh, retailer's uh, location, uh, whereas uh, the tracking that we have may uh, unlock or unearth some other insights, like people who are maybe visiting a different type of venue are showing that type of behavior that you want. So it allows you to really identify, um, validate or identify new audiences uh, for your marketing campaign. Mm-hmm. That's pretty amazing. Um, are you able to share like a case study or example of your most uh, promising ads that you built or an ad campaign that you did? Uh, are you able to share an example or case study of that in terms of the idea, the uh, building process, any metrics and success outcomes uh, of any particular brand uh, that comes to mind? Yeah. Um, so one of the interesting things that we um, we've done in the past is um, combine media channels uh, to understand the effectiveness of being uh, present across multiple media channels versus uh, one media channel. Um, so as an example, for a major automotive brand, um, they had some regional budget that they activated with us. And what we did with that budget is we targeted users within their desired audience profile um, on their mobile devices. Um, And the other thing that we did is we created another segment of users who were exposed to their out-of-home ads uh, that were appearing on digital screens uh, within this region. Um, And we retargeted those users um, after they had seen those out-of-home ads uh, with the same messaging. And then what we did was we tracked both segments in terms of their foot traffic behavior to see if they ended up visiting the automotive dealers' um, uh, physical location, so their their dealers across the given region. And what we saw was a substantial increase or substantial lift in foot traffic caused by being present across multiple channels, so out-of-home and mobile programmatic versus just being present across mobile programmatic. So it's a creative way of using the data that we have available um, uh, and providing insights to the marketers uh, around uh, uh, something that uh, that actually ended up working really well for them. Oh, that's pretty amazing. And uh, on your website is also vis- one of the things that is visible is your extensive and wide uh, client portfolio. And you have some uh, high-profile brands like Sony, Sobeys, BMW, Nissan, Disney, Bell, even Best Buy. So, you know, can you tell us about your sales and customer acquisition strategy? How do you acquire these uh, big clients? Yeah, so our our goal is um, to focus on clients who can leverage our uh, data, our solutions, 
um, out the gate. So maybe they have some familiarity with the data sets that we work with and they've been wanting to try them for a while. Um, and we'll use uh, case studies or some results to, to get them involved in a test. Um, and once we are able to execute a test, uh, which is which is a very difficult uh, process, um, but once we're able to do that um, and prove it out, then ultimately those same clients will start to uh, invest more and more over a period of time. Um, these clients of ours are media agencies, um, and media agencies work for uh, the brands that we ultimately work for. Um, once we are able to prove our solutions out to a specific advertiser at a media agency, then um, our goal is to expand more organically within that agency and use that success that we were able to attain for a specific advertiser, a specific client of that agency, um, and then propagate that throughout the agency um, and, tr and try to win more business. So the diversity of clients um, is made possible through through that type of an approach. Mm -hmm. So that's uh, that's pretty uh, interesting. So do you have like an active sales team uh, or account managers or do you have these which bring you business or is it mostly through these media agencies that clients uh, find you or the media agencies bring you business? How does that work? Yeah, um, we have uh, both a sales team and an account management team. Sales team is focused on business development um, and client acquisition and account management is focused on uh, managing the execution and the operational aspects of campaigns once we win them. Um, and yes, so our team is going out there um, building out leads through uh, LinkedIn and other research tools, uh, reading a lot of uh, market-related uh, news sites or, or trade publications to understand uh, which accounts are uh, moving to different agencies and so on. Um, and then they're constantly reaching out to these agencies um, uh, um, to get meetings and to present our solutions um, and trying to be there um, at the right time uh, when they are, when our clients at the media agencies are thinking about planning their next campaign. Mm -hmm. So do, do you find yourself to be in a very competitive space uh, in terms of what you do for your line of business? Yeah, yeah, it's, it's a very competitive space. Um, and within that context, um, that's one of the reasons why you won't have clients sort of proactively reaching out to us. Um, there is a lot of competition. Um, the competition has uh, very uh, competent uh, salespeople and go-to-market people, um, which just requires us to be um, that much more aggressive um, and, and, and better than our competition. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Um, so now that we are in this uh, whole uh, pandemic era and, uh, you know, it's having a big impact on the economy and businesses, um, has your agency experienced any any effect of this pandemic and have you, um, have you felt anything and have you adopted any new strategies? Yeah, so because across Canada, we um the the country pretty much shut down um pretty simultaneously um and now it's trying to open up uh, across your major provinces and cities um simultaneously as well so when it first hit uh, we saw um, all of our a lot of our advertisers um, pause their ad spend um, if you think about um, an automotive dealership 
um, a retailer that, that's in a mall or even um, who has a storefront, a QSR, so quick service restaurant, all these businesses are foot traffic based. And ultimately, when they're closed, there really is nowhere to drive uh, their customers because they're effectively closed. Um, so that is is one thing that happened. And even a lot of the businesses that were uh, able to sell online, one of the trends that we saw was that um, a lot of shipments or a lot of product was being held back because it's coming from uh, more so international sources. The other thing that we saw was um, the retailers, uh, specifically grocery chains, um, were hitting uh, record levels of revenue. Um, and in that case, they um, had no need to advertise. Um, so we saw that as well. Um, yeah, those are some of the trends that we saw that impacted really a, a crash in, in advertising. Um, and now we are starting to see it pick back up in terms of new uh, strategies that we employed. Um, part of it is, uh, from, a, from a sales perspective, uh, becoming uh, much more um, education focused. Um, the idea of asking a client about uh, when their budgets will come back, um, if they have any budgets available. Uh, one, um, as a buyer, um, maybe it may seem offensive because it's a sensitive period. Um, and then secondly, the, a lot of them um, aren't really, um, don't really know because a lot of the reopening of the businesses is being dictated by the government. Um, there's a big concern of what consumer behavior looks like on the other side of this. Um, so, so far, that's what we've done is become uh, much more education focused. Um, and um, we're, we're, we're being very patient um, with our various clients to see sort of what happens on the other side of the pandemic. Mm -hmm. Earlier, I was speaking to a social media, uh, media influencer and I was uh, uh, asking, you know, because we are in this pandemic era, whether brands should, should stop advertising uh, because because of the sensitive time that uh, we are in. And what he suggested was that brands don't necessarily uh, should stop advertising, but they definitely should be careful about the content of their ad messages because you don't want to uh, come across as very superficial or glib. So do you see that any kind of change in, in the current uh, advertising strategies that the brands are taking? I think what we saw early on was brands went to market to remind consumers that they're still there, they're still present. Um, so some of the brands did that. Some of the brands went completely off. Um, now, um, I think it's more about the dollars that we didn't spend in the, over the previous few months. How can we better spend them over the next little while to ensure that they drive uh, whatever actions and, and ultimately revenue that we're trying to drive? Um, so we are seeing that um, and less sort of apologetic as it was earlier and more just about, all right, well, we have these products available or we're launching these services and so on. Um, I think people are ready to sort of get back. Um, and within that mindset, uh, marketers are, from a messaging perspective, probably thinking, at least from what we're seeing, uh, more so business as usual um, uh, in terms of how they're messaging their, their customers. Okay, that's pretty interesting. That's pretty interesting. Um, well, Saad, it has been very nice uh, speaking with you and learning about uh, your agency and yourself. Uh, thank you so much for taking the time to be on the show. Yeah, thanks a lot for having me. Absolutely. And uh, 
how can people find you? Can you share your website? Yeah, sure. Our website is nativetouch.com, N-A-T-I-V-E-T-O-U-C-H.com. You can find me on LinkedIn. Just look me up, S-A-A-D-U-D-D-I-N. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm always open to connecting. Perfect. Uh, listeners, I hope you find this episode to be interesting and insightful and you get it, and you learn more about mobile advertising. Um, and you can always reach out to Saad if you have any specific questions or if you want to do more business. And thank you so much for listening to Zonecast and stay tuned for more episodes.